Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The haters were saying that the Chiefs would never make the playoffs. The haters were saying the Chiefs were done. If you knew the Chiefs were going to win the division, let me hear you say, hell yeah. <laughs> Before we started this season, the AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm be honest with you, I don't know what rebuilding means. In our rebuilding year, we're world champs. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I All will right. give Kelsey one thing. I think Nate or Nate, our own Nate Geary did pick them to miss the playoffs. So did Bart Scott. Right. So two people. Two people. Um, I can't stay mad at Kelsey because he's doing that. And at the end, when he says, give me a hell yeah, like, <laughs> okay, you're being a professional wrestler. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yes. You have a future in the WWE. He's being a professional wrestler up there. Give me a hell yeah. Oh, okay. Mahomes, I don't even know what rebuilding means is one of the things he said up there. It was a rebuilding year. Okay. Come on. I don't know what rebuilding means. It, and that this this was our rebuilding year and we're world champs. Maybe there were two people that picked, two people that we know of picked the Chiefs to, mi- to miss the playoffs. Was there one that's ever called it a rebuilding year? Probably somewhere. Some, but here's the thing. Somebody picks them to miss the playoffs before the season. We're five games into the year. It's like, okay, they're not going to miss the playoffs. They're going to be fine. <laughs> there are people yeah. that... I've, I've got, I've got uh, breakdowns. I've got scout profiles thinking Patrick Mahomes wouldn't be good. Stu Gatz on a Dan Levitard show. Yeah. Famously a rant about how <laughs> Mahomes was never going to be any good. Right. How long can Mahomes walk out there and act like that's a thing? Right. Because anybody that Even that been... rant, by the way, is from before he ever even played a snap. Right. I guess we can all count on when Josh Allen leads the Bills to a Super Bowl, which hopefully he will. We'll yeah. get, well, oh, everybody said he wasn't going to be good. That's right. And then they saw that he was, and they immediately said, never mind, this guy's awesome. Right. They said he wasn't good when he wasn't good, and then when he was good, they said he was good. Ooh. But these Chiefs, well, these well, Chiefs acting like nobody believed in them. Joe, I don't know how to get the position of commissioner of sports, but I think someone should be in that job. If I were commissioner of sports, I would make talk like that punishable with draft picks. You, Patrick Mahomes walks <laughs> to a podium and says, no one believed in us. Loss of a fourth. First, first round pick. First round you pick. You just lost your first round pick. Wow. And if you've won a title and you win your second in like five years, 
That's two draft picks and forfeit a home game. Uh huh. You can't insult us all like that, right? And claim to be some sort of scrappy underdog. You were the one seed. Play a road playoff game before you say that you play were some one road underdog. playoff game in your life before claiming that no one believes in you. That's the worst part of sports right now. Is that everyone thinks they have to be doubted, right? The Warriors. This happened when they just won their championship. The Warriors, who have been a dynasty, a, the dynasty of this sports era, they won the title, and there's Clay Thompson digging up a tweet from like a bench Memphis Grizzly player from like two <laughs> months before. That's right. That said that the Warriors weren't going to win at all, or the Warriors weren't any good. Like, well, how about us now? Like, buddy, how hard are you trying? And I know Mahomes here, re- rebuilding here. Can we really be that critical of it? I, I'm. I'm t- Yes. <laughs> yes. yes I, I, I did just say I would dock draft picks. <laughs> yes. But, okay, how many Bills fans, after the the week three loss to Miami, uh-huh. you know, hey, it shouldn't have happened that way. Dolphins fans are in your mentions on Twitter saying they figured out Josh Allen, they're going to win the division. And then fast forward three months, how many Bills fans dig back into one of those mentions, one of those fans they yeah. met on week three and says, There's a Dolphins fan on Twitter. That I only know because he basically made a living off going back and forth with Bills fans uh-huh. all year. And what happened when the Bills knocked him out of the playoffs or won the division? There was a whole lot of how do you like me now, right? Sure. This is most of our sports discourse right now is someone saying, you're not good, and then, oh, how do you like me now? Well, Try- on the flip side, were Bills fans not annoyed all year that they were the Super Bowl favorite? A little bit. It was an uncomfortable feeling for for. Plenty of people. Right. Even now, like they don't want to hear that they're only behind the Chiefs when it comes to the odds, which maybe we could talk about later, like whether that, that means anything. That depends. But, I have seen them behind the Bengals. Oh, okay. Have you? Yeah. So maybe that's changing I, a little bit. I have seen them behind the Bengals, which would place them as the third bet in the AFC. Listen, if the Chiefs want to keep being underdogs, though, they haven't been, by the way, when I say that. But if they want to keep acting like they've been doubted, it's going to be, a, it's going to be tough for them. Like, Brady won six... With the Patriots and then the seventh. He always had, I was a six round pick. He always had that. And it was always brought up as the chip on his shoulder. What is the thing Mahomes and Kelsey are going to always be pointing to? Brady last year said that he listened to television announcers and said, bleep you when he watched oh them, criti- when they when they'd criticize him. Like he gets criticized. Hey, man, maybe some guys just need that. I guess it's a habit. Didn't, was it Mac Jones? There was a Patriot player that put a picture of. Was it a picture of the Bills beating them in Foxborough was, in their it, locker? It, it was the headline from the perfect game. The headline from the perfect or the, game. The was sports it, clip it was from, Mac Jones, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, 47-17, put it in his locker. So I think maybe some... Baker Mayfield had a list. We have our list of uh, draft pundits that are picking the Bills to pick running backs. <laughs> we are making that list. Baker right. Mayfield had a list of media people that said he was going to be terrible. And like he kept that in his locker. So... It might just be that some guys... This is why I appreciate Von Miller. Von Miller seems like one of those guys that he doesn't care. I'm, I'm just going to go be great anyway. I don't need I don't need to look at social media or TV, or I don't need to find my way to extra motivation. I'm just going to do it. He's a very positive person. Super. The most, He's a very the most positive, positive person ever. Up the there. world could be... An asteroid could be hurtling towards Earth He'd find tomorrow, a- and Von Miller would make <laughs> me feel okay about it. Yeah. Tom and East Aurora, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, um, 
I'm calling because uh, I think a little bit of what uh, the talk is about how they were feeling that they were overlooked or they, they took a step back is a little bit of their own projection about how they felt about going into the season, trading Tyreek Hill, having a bunch of rookies on offense, things like that. It's almost like they almost have to make themselves feel better about how they felt going into their own season about their own team. So I think it's just that's what it is when guys start talking like that. It's just projection about their own feelings. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. Mick could be right. Maybe. I mean, they knew that they were reinventing their team a little bit with no Tyreek Hill. Did they think, did Mahomes not know how it would look? Probably, right? Yeah, the did other, Kelsey not know? Like, did they think? Yeah. Well, I let, wonder how this is going to go. Let's dig into that a little bit because the, there's that angle of it, like the sports divorce, the Sabers and Eichel, ugly divorce, root against them, hope you lose all the time. That's not the case with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was they sent him along to get a better opportunity to catch more balls, make more money. I mean, Hill was saying very nice things about Mahomes and Kelsey. Andy Reid said, nobody's happier for Tyreek than me. Yeah. Like, the the divorce between the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill was not any sort of, they have to prove they can't do it, they, sure. they can do it without him, and they hate him. That was just... No, Tyreek even, on his side, he tweeted during the Super Bowl yeah, that... everybody was yeah. good. Yeah. Everybody was happy. So they're not, like, proving Tyreek Hill wrong. Right. But and, there still could have been doubt as to how... There could have been doubt as to how how they would have been able to maintain their level of dominance. Which would have been fair. I mean, the advanced stats of it would tell you that going into this past season, Tyreek Hill was the most important non-quarterback in the entire NFL. Yeah. And he had another year to back up that level of investment for Miami. He's one of the most important players that's not a quarterback. It's Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. And to mm-hmm. take that guy off of your roster means you're going to have to go through some pretty significant changes. And the Chiefs are the kind of team that's good enough to do it. Yeah. Or at least they have the quarterback that's good enough to do it in the offense. Do you have a take on the Eric Bieniemy stuff? Bieniemy has had, I think it's up to 17 interviews. Yeah. And never getting a head coaching job. And there are plenty of suggestions that that's got to be some because of structural racism. Um I don't know. Is there how many other guys get seventeen job interviews and don't get a single job? Nobody, right? Nobody. Never happens. And now this it's, is happening with coordinator, even maybe a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. Especially with the track record of success. I mean, their their offense has been consistently excellent. Yeah. And you might say, well, that's Andy Reid's offense. That doesn't matter. Coordinators underneath the head guy get poached all the time. Yeah. Think of Kyle Shanahan's guy. Mike McDaniel left. I mean, how many? Interviews did he need? One? He's out the One. door. Yep. Zach Taylor with Sean McVay. Like you, you, you get these coaching trees that branch off pretty quickly. Here's Shane Steichen with a new new job in Indianapolis. Yep. And Bienemy has been with Reed forever and can't get a job. So and that's after, by the way, the guy he replaced, right? Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy got a job off Andy Reed. And, and was and was terrible. He was horrible. And now works for the Chiefs again. Right. Bienemy the one thing. It's only one player, but LaShawn McCoy has made comments about Eric Bieniemy and why he has not been employed. And actually, he followed up on that. So this last year, remember the early in the season where Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy were like yelling at each other on the sidelines? Yeah. McCoy replied underneath that video, all Bieniemy does is argue with the players, knows nothing about passing or play calling. And McCoy said, who he was in, he was in Kansas City for one year. It was one year in Kansas City. Yep. He said, quote, there's a reason why every year they keep hyping up 
to get a head coaching job or an offensive coordinator job somewhere else, and he doesn't get one. He talks to players a certain way, and some players would take it. There's some questions I'm going to ask. Everyone's accountable. It's not because he's a black coach. That's not why he's not getting hired. That is not the reason. McCoy has been critical several times of him. He's made other comments, too, about why he hasn't gotten a job. So when I see a guy get 17 interviews, and I got at least one former player that is saying it's not because of racism in this case. It's because he treats people behind the scenes a certain way. I might want to buy that. I might want to buy there's something about this guy that nobody wants him to be the leader of men. The only potential, I think, obvious problem with that is that could be true of a lot of coaches that get jobs. Yep. How many coaches do we ultimately find out don't have good relationships with their players? Sure. Don't treat players with respect. I mean, the Bills have had coaches like this and still get jobs. That's fair. Yep. So it's it's not, I mean, I'm not dismissing what McCoy says. You don't often get that level of analysis from anybody. How many How many players will talk negatively about any coach? Oh, it never happens. Ready? Like, let's make the list. You've got McCoy on the enemy. Yeah. Next? Who's up next? Uh, It just doesn't happen that yeah. much. The guys will go on the record to say... Kyler Murray kind of criticized Cliff Kingsbury, but like, okay. but not directly. No, right, direct, just, direct criticism, it never happens. Almost never. Yeah. Because you never know when you're going to be playing for somebody again. It's such a carousel bouncing around the league from one spot to the next. Yep. Seeing Matt Nagy celebrate with the Chiefs, <laughs> I had this thought of once you're once you're in that coaching circle, in that the orbit of a great coach like an Andy Reid, yeah. you're made for your life. It right. doesn't matter how bad you are in Chicago. You've got another job waiting for you. Just, just go back yeah. and do what you do, and here's a ring. You get a ring for it. It's a nice life. Well, it's a nice it's a nice uh, safety valve safe. to have. It's safe. Yeah. It, it's probably a ton of work, but you're always, right. always going to have something there. You're always going to have something to fall back on, no matter how epically you fail. Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. one year, horrendous. Immediately, an offensive coordinator right afterwards. Yeah, like that's, just, that's another mark against the whole. How come the enemy can't get a job? Here's Nathaniel Hackett, who publicly embarrassed himself yeah. weekly, oh. gets fired after one year, and well, he's immediately an offensive coordinator again. Well, is the enemy? I mean, he's taking an interview in Washington, and we'll see if he gets that job. How much of it do we think is he's just living in Andy Reid's shadow? I just brought up the Nagy factor, so we know that doesn't eliminate you from getting a job. But like, if he goes to Washington, do we think he's going to become a head coach? Like, do we think that works for him? Like, I don't know if I want to bet right now that he'll ever become a head coach. If he goes to Washington right now, how's that going to go? Sam Howell right now is their number one quarterback, yeah. first of all. And maybe they end up on someone better. Maybe they get in the car or the Tannehill sweepstakes. Maybe they draft a guy. But could that do it? If he takes a non-Mahomes quarterback and he makes that work, does he not get a job next year? It is the number one way to get a job is to grow a quarterback. So maybe that, that's it. That's what that's, he doesn't get credit for growing Mahomes, and that that plus anything that might be out there about the way he treats players behind the scenes, if that's real, and also being that he could be suffering from a little bit of oh, it's Andy Reid's offense. I, there could be three things he has to overcome right now, and he's got to he's got to knock one of them off. He's got to disprove one of them, or maybe he won't get. Maybe he just won't get a job. I guess. Could he could he stay in Kansas City forever and not get a job? I guess that's possible. Yeah. But who is that? Who are the coordinators? 
Like Josh McDaniels maybe was in New England forever, but he got he got a crack how early? Like year two? Denver, and it went terribly, and he's since got a second and third job. He got offered the Colts job and then the Raiders job. Right, so he's not even a good comparison for this. He's Who, gotten three jobs. Who's the coordinator that just stayed where he was forever and never got the head coach? Like Dick LeBeau, right? Like with Pittsburgh or something? Or Moore, Tom Moore, um, who was with the Colts, but like it is rare. It is super rare. And I feel like most times you would think it comes from the the person, right? But Dick LeBeau was a head coach. Oh, he was a head coach? Yeah. Okay. He was a head coach of the Bengals for a couple of years. Okay, so that one doesn't work either. So uh, maybe there isn't a comparison. Yeah, he eventually got a job. Didn't last. Then went to Pittsburgh for 10 more years. He's a Hall of Famer, only lasted two years as a head coach. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Well, maybe he'll go to Washington and it'll work. Maybe. Sam Howell. How about Rex? The f- re- a re- here's a really <laughs> Who's funny, get a head coaching a job first? <laughs> really funny thing happened on the way to Rex being the defensive coordinator in Denver if he is. So before Sean Payton got took the job in Denver, Rex went on ESPN and said, "I don't see this happening in a million years." On what him Sh- in Denver? On, on Sean oh. Payton going to Denver. Oh, he said. I don't see this happening in a million years. I could see Peyton going back to New Orleans, maybe bringing a quarterback named Tom Brady with him. That's his take on ESPN. Fast forward two months, yeah. a, a month, and he's going to go work for Sean Peyton. In Denver. In Denver. Where he said it wouldn't happen would in a million happen. years. So I guess a couple questions come out of this. Does he have a relationship with Peyton, and Peyton was not going to do Denver until they talked him into it? Uh-huh. Because you don't necessarily have to – we see often that coaches will hire people they know. You're always going to work with people that you know. But it's not always the case. Brian Dable got a lot of credit for just going out and grabbing Wink Martindale, who he had not worked with before. McDermott with Dable, right? I believe so. He had never worked with Dable, I don't think. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. Sometimes you get credit for going outside your own circle and grabbing somebody. Man, Rex, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's outside your own circle. Okay. I mean, he's outside of everyone's circle right now, right? How would you feel about Rex? Do you remember how Rex, how it went poorly here? What happened? How his defense fell apart. One of the ways his defenses fell apart was, if I remember correctly, they wanted to disguise and gussy up and dress so much at the line yeah. and try and run all these tricks. That no one could understand it? Well, No, it wasn't even that. It was that opposing offenses stopped giving them the time to do it. You just they go just, to the line. through quickly. Yeah, a little bit. You're going to go up there, and we're going to snap the ball. And then you're not even going to have time to flash all this stuff. Yeah. Now, I don't know if Rex has evolved in the last 10 years. Oh, man. I mean, do we think? How likely is that to have happened? I'm not saying it couldn't, but how how likely him sitting on the, the, the desk at Get Up at ESPN has he learned about schematics when it comes to defense in today's game? I don't think it's going to go well. I I think he'll probably roll out. The same exact defense he left with. Exact same thing. So could it work? Maybe. Denver's got a, a lot of good talent on that defensive side of the football. But it's a weird it's a weird hire if you don't have a relationship with the guy. Because he's been working on TV for seven years. And he must have some... He must have... Peyton must have some knowledge of Rex's defense to think that, hey, that'll work. With the guys we got, and for what I want in a coordinator, that, that'll be fine. That'll work. Well, or is it just he wants a big, I don't big name? I don't even know what it is. Before his, before his stop in Buffalo, Rex's, he, he 
He was great. He coached defense yeah. very well. He's with the Ravens. He's with the Jets. The Jets had great defenses. They won playoff games. I mean, Rex is the kind of coach that if his quarterback was any better than Mark Sanchez, would he have gone farther? Isn't that fair to wonder? He's got a better win percentage without Tom Brady than Bill Belichick does. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his defenses. He's never – he has been a defensive coordinator or a head coach for 12 years, and he has never had a defense lower than 19th. And 19th was his last two years with the Bills. Yeah. This was the – it's not otherwise he had man this is this is crazy. So 10 non-Bills years as a coordinator and a head coach. He had one year outside the top 10 defensively and it was 11th. That is that I, is pretty damn good. I was about to make a comparison that would be ridiculous but I'll do it anyway. It's like Scotty Bowman winning cups everywhere but here. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, I get it. But that's like Rex kind of. He was great everywhere and then came here and it was a disaster. Right. His defenses were terrible. It's nineteenth. He had a. Was cr- it only seen as a disaster because they were like top five before he got here? Yes, he walked That's, into a, okay, right. He walked That's into fair. a defense that was fully formed and good. Yeah, and the idea was he got hired to take them to the next level. And then in his second game, Tom Brady came in and had the best day of his career. And he refused to say that they got run over because it was all through the air. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Ah, the good old days of Rex Ryan. Maybe he's back. Maybe he's back in the league soon enough. Uh, and of course, oh, Rob Ryan was Peyton's defensive coordinator. What in New Orleans? He was. He was. Okay. So they must have a relationship. He's got to know him. Yeah, sure. Of course, he knows him. Even if he hasn't now, worked with him before. Th- there's one. You want to look at look at the history of Rob Ryan's defense. That's never. He's had almost no success. Rex has had success as a defensive coach. Rob Ryan has had very little. Rob Ryan is defensive coordinator. Overall defense. He had a fourth-place finish with New Orleans in 2013, a third-place finish in 2006. Every other year, he was 15th or lower, yep. including one, two, three, four years out in 30th or lower. Four years as a defensive coordinator, he was the 30th-ranked defense or lower. Could we put Rob wow. Ryan in this category that was a coordinator but never got a head coaching job, but always But he wasn't out. good. But, he, but the, the difference there is he was never... Wow. Yeah, the enemy behind, you know... The enemy said success, so I wouldn't put him in that same category. But Rob Ryan will be on that staff, too, probably, won't he? Well, that's the next, <laughs> I guess, part of the question. Is this story about Rex out there just to get him maybe more money at ESPN? Did you see Schefter yesterday and Dan Orlovsky? That he got two coaching offers? Yes. Could, well, the difference there, I might be ready to, to agree with that if it was Schefter over someone at ESPN. Isn't it a little weird that the NFL Network guy is the one that's reporting on the ESPN guy getting a head coaching job? That's probably... Or defensive coordinator. I would say that's probably... That makes more sense. You don't want to report on somebody in company as potentially leaving the company. I'm, but Schefter did do that okay. on Orlovsky. All right. Fair enough. Hmm. 803-0550. Maybe Rex is back. Does he want to leave his cushy television gig to just go work and grind 18-hour days? Well, what's his, does he want to be a head coach again? I'd be surprised. If he ever became a coach or if he wanted to be a coach. Wasn't that part of the problem here that he just he, he didn't really want to do it anymore? He was not as committed as he had been in the past? It, that's what it sounded like, it right? It sounded like he was cashing checks. He's 60 years old. Okay. Paul Hamilton on the other side will shift gears to the Sabres. They won last night in uh, Anaheim, a 7-3 win over the Ducks, and we'll talk to Paul about uh, what went right 
as uh, the Sabres continue to try and crawl back into this playoff race that they're not that I mean they're in it but you know outside of the top eight um, two points last night very very good so Paul's on the way next here on WGR we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 